Welcome to Beside the Burn for Monday the 14th of November. We're continuing our series in the book of Revelation. Last week we were in chapter 6 and we saw the Lamb beginning to open the scroll with the seven seals. So far we've watched as six of those seals have been opened and now there's a little break in proceedings before the seventh and final seal is opened. And as we come to that little break in the proceedings, we're going to find out something about salvation and about who is going to be saved and about how people are saved. And chapter 7 is a wonderfully rich chapter of the Bible telling us about our salvation, how Jesus Christ has died for us and offers us forgiveness of our sins. And that's what we're going to be looking at this week. Today then, as we begin in chapter 7, we're going to find out about all those, or about how Jesus has planned the salvation for us. Remember this scroll with these seven seals is God's plan of salvation. And as each seal has been opened over this past week as we've been reading it, we've been discovering some of the things that are happening here on earth as we are living our lives. Wars, bloodshed, um, disruption that is happening, inequality, economic crisis, all of the things that we see around us today. Some people would try to say that the book of Revelation is actually a, a timetable and you can tick these things off and as you see them happening, then you realise that you're getting closer to the day when Jesus returns. But as we've been reading through, what we're actually finding out is that all of these things are happening at the same time. So it's not so much a timetable, but it's just giving us a, a mirror to look at ourselves and to see what is going on. None of the things that are happening in the world today have taken God by surprise. He has said that they're happening and we can see them happening. So it's not so much a timetable, but it's just a description of what's going on. And the promise that we have here is that times may be bad and things may be difficult, but Jesus Christ is coming back again. He hasn't forgotten about us. He hasn't left us or forsaken us. He is returning. So as we look in heaven, we see that Jesus is intricately involved in what's going on by opening the seals and opening the scroll. And here on earth, we have this expectation that he's coming back again. So let's read together from chapter 7. And again, John is describing for us what he is seeing in his vision. And in this particular vision, as we read here, we're going to see that there are four angels and these four angels are at the, the four corners of the earth as it were. And they are holding back the wind and the wind that is coming is a wind of judgment, a wind of destruction. And they're holding it back and they're stopping this judgment coming upon the earth. And there's another angel who comes and he tells them why they're to do this, to restrain them for a moment before then letting go and allowing the wind to come 
and allowing the judgment to take place. So this is what John sees. After this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth to prevent any wind from blowing on the land or on the sea or on any tree. So they are holding back the judgment. Verse 2, then I saw another angel coming up from the east, having the seal of the living God. And there's another seal. We've been thinking about these seven seals on the scroll. But here's one who has been sealed. In other words, this angel has a stamp of authority from uh, the living God. He called out in a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm the land and sea. So these four angels that are holding back the four winds, they have been given power by God to harm the land and the sea. Now, notice here that the power comes from God. This power is not coming from Satan. It comes from the living God. He is allowing them to harm the land and the sea. And the reason is that there is judgment that's coming. Yes, there is a day coming when Jesus returns for the final judgment. But as we live on earth, there is judgment that is continually happening. When someone sins, when someone does something against God, there is an element where God's judgment is upon that person and they may have to face the consequences of their sin here and now. So this is what is happening here. So let's move on to verse 3. And this is what the this fifth angel says. Do not harm the land or the sea or the trees until we put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. So again, we have a seal that is mentioned here, and it's going to be put on the foreheads of the servants of our God. So this angel is telling the four angels who are bringing judgment upon the earth to hold back that judgment until a seal has been placed on all of God's children. And when the seal has been placed on them, then the judgment can commence. So this seal that is being placed on God's children is a seal of protection. It's a sign that these people are part of God's family and therefore will not face the wrath and judgment of God when Jesus comes back again. The seal, I suppose, makes us think back to what happened in Egypt. Remember when Moses was leading the children of Israel out of Egypt. And there had been the plagues, and with every plague, Pharaoh's heart had been hardened. Until finally we come to the tenth plague, the firstborn, the killing of the firstborn in Egypt. And the angel of death is going to come and sweep across the land and kill the firstborn of each person within Egypt. And that is for the Egyptians and also the Israelites. But the Israelites are able to avoid this angel of death. They're able to cause the angel of death to pass over 
their homes and not kill anyone if only they take the blood of the lamb, the Passover lamb, and they uh, paint that blood on the doorposts of their homes. And therefore, when the angel of death comes and sees the blood on the door path, doorposts, he will pass over and go on to the next home. And that is the seal that is placed upon the children of Israel to protect them from the judgment. It's a very simple process, but it is a process of faith where the lamb is taken and, and the lamb is killed and then is cooked and they eat the lamb and they have to just cook enough for themselves. None is to be left over. And the blood is the seal. Then we fast forward into the New Testament and we see again that Jesus Christ is now the Lamb, the Lamb who is slain, who went to the cross and shed his blood so that we could be forgiven. And the picture now that we have in heaven is of the Lamb who looked as though he had been slain, coming and taking hold of the scroll and opening the seals, carrying out God's plan of salvation. So here we see salvation being worked out and God saying that the final judgment will not come until all those who are to be part of his family have been sealed and protected. Not this time by a Passover lamb and the blood being put on the doorposts, but by the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, being used to seal each one into his family. And so that's what we have here, this picture of salvation. And we're going to hear more about salvation over the coming days as we continue through this chapter 7. And verse 4 gives us a wonderful assurance in all of this. Where John says, Then I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. This is a vast number. It's not just a small amount of people who are going to be saved, but a huge number. And not just uh, a, a huge number, but from all the tribes of Israel. God's people are going to be protected by the blood of the Lamb. And whatever else is going on in the world, we will be protected. And this is our assurance that we will not be on our own, but there is this great number being called together. So today then, let's give thanks. Let's praise God for our salvation and let's trust in him. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the salvation that has been purchased for us through the death and resurrection of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. We thank you that through the blood of Jesus, we are sealed and protected. And Lord, we can hardly take that in, that you would send your precious only Son so that we would have eternal life. 
And so, Lord, we praise you and thank you to this day. And we pray, Lord, the rest of this week as we read through Revelation 7 that we might find out even more about our salvation. So we give you the thanks and we praise your name. Amen.